Good afternoon, and welcome to the Sports Hive Podcast, where we provide you with all the buzz surrounding the sports world. Uh, I am Jacob Hyde, and alongside of me, I have my co-host, Luke Hoffman, and also joining the show today is going to be Carrick Jackson, and he is the host of our new show, or his new show, I should say, The Fantasy Wire. Um, today is Wednesday, March 18th, 2020, and we've been off for a couple of weeks, but the biggest news... Uh, past couple weeks is the coronavirus pandemic that has been swiping around the world and swiping around the sports world. So that is where we're going to lead off today and we're going to also talk about some NFL and MLB news as well. So without further ado, let's get it going. So as I'm sure all of you have heard, all of you guys listening have heard that the coronavirus has swept through not only the U.S. and the whole world, but it has also swept through the sports world. And uh, over the past week, it's been canceling uh, different leagues and all different sporting events around the country. And um, it all started in the NBA, where the NBA ended their season after Rudy Gobert tested positive uh, for the coronavirus. And then... Uh, it led into Donovan Mitchell obviously getting tested and he got tested positive. And actually yesterday we heard about four different Nets players that uh, got tested and they came back all positive. And one of those players is star- superstar Kevin Durant of the Nets. He is coming off that Achilles injury, obviously. So he has been tested positive for the coronavirus. So Luke and Carrick, what are your overall thoughts um, on this pandemic and when do you think sports will actually come back? Eric, you can go first. Eric can go first. I definitely agree with everything that each of the general managers and commissioners of each league have chosen to do with everything. Um, you know, Adam Silver, as soon as he heard the news about Rudy Gobert in the NBA, he decided to close it down right away. Um, just to protect the players, protect the fans. Um, obviously, prior to that happening, there were talks about having games um, without fans being in attendance, and they had planned on it for the um, Warriors game that was happening that week. But since the news came out, there was not really much else they could do at that point. So the decision to close all of these leagues down or suspend them for a certain amount of time is definitely the right move. Um, in the sense of prevention of spreading this disease. Yeah, and obviously there are, obvi- there are people on Twitter or on social media that are mad about this decision, especially in lieu of the NCAA tournament coming up. That was supposed to be coming up uh, this week. Uh, a lot of people were uh, sad. They were, they were showing their uh, emotions about how the NCAA, they just abruptly ended the season and the seniors don't get to play in the tournament that they worked so hard for. But like you said, it's the right thing to do with stopping this disease because there's no uh, cure, I don't think, that they have found yet for, or a vaccination that can stop this virus from spreading other than us basically self-quarantining uh, ourselves. Uh, so, Luke, what, is your, what are your thoughts on this whole thing with the NBA stepping up first to stop it, all the other sports following? Yeah, they they have to do this um, for, and 
I know the vibe just kind of changed within one day. That it was that Wednesday that all that happened last Wednesday. Um, the day before, it was actually the Ivy League was the first one to cancel the tournament. Everyone was just completely yeah. shitting on the Ivy League. Yeah. I, I was one of them, actually. I was pretty mad about it because I was. And, and within the day, within the day, the whole vibe changed as soon as everyone started canceling. Everybody knew, like, we got it. <laughs> like, something's wrong here. Like, if players are getting it, now we're up to seven NBA players, two minor league baseball players. Like, obviously, they had to do this. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't think we'll see sports till at least June. Yeah. I don't. I think, and even, even our uh, President Donald Trump said, that this whole thing could be going into June or July, uh, this whole coronavirus I'm thing. I'm going to July, man. I'm going to Marlins game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who my plan for July, bro. I ain't. <laughs> but at this point, I might be at opening day in Miami. Yeah, what do you – so talking about baseball, what do you think – how do you think they would uh, go along with the season? What would, do, would they play the whole – they would cut games? they just cut the season if – they start in July. They'll probably just cut the season in half. Uh, yeah, I was. I know. I I had a couple people asking about that, and I start, I was talking to them about it, and I just didn't know if they would play double headers for a couple of like weeks or for a couple yeah, of series. I think they'll just play probably around eighty-one games, maybe more or less. Yeah, and that's that's cutting a lot. Especially if it's if it's July, they they might even. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They might just. I don't know what happens with the All-Star game now, if that's the case, because they'll be right around then. They just make it like an August-September thing, but that, or something like after the regular season, before the playoffs. Or... If they play less than 100 games, that's cutting a lot of games from the season. Yeah. We just have to hope at this point the NBA can, continues as long as the NHL. I mean, obviously the NCAA canceled all their spring sports as well, which is super tough. But Yeah, and, and we have – I wish Kobe would have been here since his season got affected as a D3 baseball player. So he could speak his, what he thinks. But Yeah, and with those, with those spring sports, the NCAA did come in and say that uh, those seniors of the spring sports have can get an extra year of eligibility with for their senior season, obviously. And they were also talking about doing it with the winter sports as well. But I honestly don't think I – don't, I don't know what to think about uh, giving those seniors extra an extra year of eligibility in basketball because with all the recruits coming in and the top players coming in and playing time for different players and transfers and just all that uh, can get affected by all these seniors like Peyton Pritchard, Miles Powell, Marcus Howard, um, so and those all those players if they come back, it, it would just affect their own team and the the playing minutes that could be uh, sorted out there. But the one thing uh, I liked about the NCAA obviously canceling all their tournaments was uh, last week, Thursday or Friday, one of the two, uh, they came out and said that one of the CAA conference officials that uh, officiated one of the games, he actually tested positive for the coronavirus. So, I mean, you don't know how many players were in contact with that ref and how many people like touched him or were near him. So if those players didn't get tested yet, those could be – you don't know how many players in the NCAA that could have uh, this virus. So uh, that's the one thing that I liked about the NCAA canceling. There's a thing is that this thing that most the NBA players that have it say they, they don't have any symptoms. We don't, I mean, we have no clue how many people in the country or in the world yeah. have it. There could be so many. It's just spreading like – Well, and just like – That's why – Justin in Wisconsin today, it was like – 
I, or yesterday, we heard or they canceled or they closed. The governor closed all the restaurants and bars because it popped. It went up from forty-seven to seventy-two in one day, and you don't know how many other cases are not like. There's probably a lot more that don't have any symptoms. Yeah, or or the or the tests aren't aren't. Yeah, it's just it was just a overall good thing that sports. Honestly, as much as people don't like it, and as much of it how it's boring to just sit and watch reruns or just not watch sports at all, it was the right thing to do to stop the spread of this. And hopefully, at some point uh, within the next couple weeks or maybe a month or so, sports can actually come back live television but uh, another thing connected with the coronavirus is the owners and players of the NBA and they're paying they're donating money for all the concession workers and all those staff at their uh, respective arenas uh, and we heard about the Bucks Giannis Antetokounmpo he donated $100,000 and the Bucks came out and said they were going to match any player on the Bucks donation, so uh, Giannis donated a hundred thousand, I think, and then the Bucks matched that, and I think also Chris Middleton donated yeah, another hundred, hundred thousand too. So uh, it's a good thing that to see players doing that, but I think all the owners, and I know Mark Cuban did it for the Mavericks, but uh, I think, Zion, yep. yeah, I think I think more owners should do it as, as much as they make, and I mean, as much as the players and owners both make, I think they can. Uh, step in and help their arena uh, staff that actually make the games happen when they play. So I, I hope to see more of that come. Uh, what are your guys' overall thoughts on that? And do you think uh, what, do you think you'll see more of that coming in the coming weeks? Yeah, I hope the owners are the ones that step up because they're the ones who are making billions of dollars. It's kind of ridiculous that Zion uh, Williams and a 19-year-old Rookie has to step up before his own, yeah. You know, the owners, yeah. Do. Uh, Carrick, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Lucas. I feel like the owners should be taking more ownership, no pun intended. <laughs> um, in terms of this stuff, because a lot of these people are working directly under them, um, or at some like it's are some in some way branched off of you know their part in terms of the team because technically they are part of the team in some sort of way so I feel like the ownership of the um the team governors is a huge huge factor that needs to go into this yeah so uh like you guys said I hope I hope to see the owners step up and do something uh for the staff that work at the arenas and uh obviously this is the coronavirus episode uh that's the biggest news around obviously the world uh, not not even the sports world, it's just around the world in general, but this is a sports podcast, so in the sports world, it is uh, affecting every league, every major league, and uh, it's just some. It's sad to see that all, like, all sports are practically gone, and a lot of people are just like, what do we do now? Like, what do people with sports not do? Like, what do they do for fun? And it's just, I'm, I, I honestly, I was when I got home today, I was bored out of my mind. I had, I was just sitting with ESPN on because obviously NFL free agency is, is a later topic in the show, and Carrick will be leading that. But uh, if we have nothing on with the coronavirus, the biggest news in the world today, we're going to move on with some MLB talk. And um, 
Christian Yelich, the Milwaukee Brewers, he actually uh, got an extension. I honestly don't know the exact numbers. I'm sure Lucas can tell us, but uh, I don't. I forgot the exact numbers. But he got a major extension uh, with Milwaukee, and I think he'll be in Milwaukee for the most, the rest of his career. I'm assuming. So, uh, Luke, what were the numbers on his contract exactly? It was nine years, two hundred fifteen million dollars, um, starting this year. Um, which actually, I mean, it is it is big money somewhat, but at the same time, it's a very team friendly deal for the Brewers. I believe it comes out to about twenty seven million dollars or something a year, which compares to guys like who like what Mike Trout, what Mike Trout. Yeah, well, Mookie Betts. Yeah, Betts is probably yeah. about to get Cody Ballinger. I mean, this is super team friendly for the Brewers, and they're gonna end with be paying him till I believe like twenty forty two, I think, in deferred yeah. payments. So they're not paying big payroll each year. Um, this is really team friendly. I know this feels like ages ago because we haven't recorded a podcast since then. Um, this is like a week and a half old, but it's still big enough news for me to put it on. Here. Yeah, I mean, we're not just gonna sit here and talk about the coronavirus. We could talk about the coronavirus uh, all all episode long, but uh. I honestly, we had to, being a Brewers fan, we had to keep Christian Yelich. He's obviously one of the top players in the league and in his position. And I just, he's a uh, fun player to watch, especially in the clutch. And uh, once, when we got him, I was like, this guy is, I never, I didn't really like pay attention to him in Miami uh, with reasons why the Marlins were pretty bad. Uh, But, um, I knew once we got him, we were, and I knew he was a star. I mean, I knew he was a star on the Marlins, but I knew when, once we got him, he was going to make a big impact uh, for the Brewers and that we were going to have to keep him. Uh, but we will be keeping him for a long time. So, Carrick, uh, as a fellow Brewers fan, how do you feel about this contract extension for Yelly? I feel great. I mean, this guy, Yell- Christian Yelich, is going to be a perennial MVP candidate. Um, perennial hits leader, home runs leader. This guy is just a pure slugger, um, especially in the National League. Um, Him and Cody Bellinger going neck and neck is always going to be a fun sight to see. Um, And the Brewers locking up someone like him, um, especially as a guy like Brian Braun is in the latter stages of his career, um, I feel like is just a huge move by the Brewers. And to the people that think he was overpaid, I mean, look look at the Bucks and look at Chris Middleton. It's the same situation. And He's just going to be a huge piece for the Brewers moving forward. Yeah, I mean, Christian Yelich is basically like Giannis for the Bucks, honestly, and, and star power, if if I were to uh, connect basketball and baseball. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but I'm, a, I'm assuming you would. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Christian Yelich, in my opinion, Christian Yelich is the second best um, position player in the league behind Mike Trout. I would take him over Mookie Betts. I'd take him over Cody Bellinger, anyone else other than Mike Trout. I'd take. Oh yeah, he is. So. He is definitely a player. What do you? Uh, I know. I know this MLB segment is obviously going to be really short, um, but I'm just going to extend it a little bit. I'm going to ask you guys about the Brewers team as a whole. What do you think? What do you guys see them doing as a team? And what do you think? Obviously, with the regular season being um, clapped, uh, game wise with the coronavirus outbreak, but uh, when they start playing again, if they start playing again, uh, what do you think the Brewers record will be? 
I mean, they'll be around 500 this year. They they have a lot of holes. They don't have any super bad players, but they other than Yelich, they really don't have a lot of star power. Uh, I, they may sneak into the playoffs like another wild card, but I don't see too much potential in this year's team. All right, Carrick? Yeah, I'd have to agree. I feel like a lot of star power went to a lot of uh, other teams in the National League this year. I still feel like the Brewers are going to come in um, as an underdog team throughout this throughout this season. Um, I did like what I saw a little bit more in terms of Orlando Arcea's betting um, from what I saw in spring training. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, so hopefully he can keep that going into the season, and that would definitely help the Brewers out big time. But I don't really see them going as, as far as they have these last couple of years this season. Yeah, I know Arcea's bat uh, really struggled last year, and it was nice to see. I know I sent a couple of videos in our group chat and we were talking back and forth and he had a couple home runs in spring training uh, until it got shut down. Uh, but um, one last question with the Brewers, do you think they will finish above the Cubs? I don't, I don't know if they will, but just a fun little question. Um, that's going to be close. I, I think those two might be three and four in the NL Central. Right now, I have Cincinnati and St. Louis at the top of that. Um, it, it's Those two are going to be really close, though, to watch. Yeah, I have to agree with that one completely. I, I, I mean, I think everyone's going to have to yeah. at the bottom of the NL Central. Cincinnati's <laughs> been looking really good um, with Mike Moustakis being added. Um, well, the Reds, but the Reds were as... supposed to be good last year with, with the additions that they got. But, I mean... Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I think they improved more even this year, and I, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird in the NL Central. They got Definitely. a lot of just decent teams. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a fun race in the NL Central, and uh, hopefully, hopefully the Brewers can surprise all their fans and actually uh, make it as far as they have been in the past couple of years. So um, that just about wraps up our MLB talk for this show, and I'm gonna hand it over. Um, the Fantasy Wire host, Carrick Jackson. I'm going to hand it over to him for the NFL news since he has all the lists of the notable free agency pickups and signees um, from today's news and or yesterday's news and, I mean, just overall in uh, NFL free agency. So, Carrick, it's all yours. Well, before I even get into free agency, I want to talk about an entirely different topic with the NFL, and that is the recent collective bargaining agreement that was voted on by the players and through almost 2000 votes, it was a 60 vote split in favor of accepting the collective bargaining agreement, which some of the main points of that being one less um, preseason game, one more regular season game up to 17. Now one more team makes it into each conference for the playoffs, making it seven teams per and 14 teams total, as well as one team having the bye. And a little toss in there would be the uh, drug testing deal, which would be a no suspension policy. Um, My personal take on that is I definitely like that take. Um, For certain things, I felt like there was a lot more um, that I did not know about the CBA prior to the voting, which kind of made me on the fence with it. 
but I definitely feel like at the end of the day, this will benefit the players. Um, another key point that I saw in the CBA was that they cut down the amount of padded practices um, during the during the course of the season and the preseason, um, <clears throat> which which is huge. I mean, one of the or one of the players actually explained it really well. Um, when you have a padded practice in football, that's that's about fifty to sixty snaps of full go 100% effort you're mm-hmm. you are hitting mm-hmm. people in a padded mm-hmm. practice for 50 to 60 snaps and taking that away or lessening that um I feel like kind of outweighs the one extra game in the regular season so I'll ask for you guys' take on that we'll start with you Jacob what do you think of the uh the new CBA policies coming up here uh I honestly like it I really like it uh if you were to ask me um like you did um I like the the to start. I like the one less preseason game. I mean, it it gives one less game for the the second like the backup quarterback race or the starting quarterback race if you were in that position as a team. And just like it gives it it does give one less game for like the third string and people that are trying to make NFL teams. It gives them one less game to do that. But as a fan perspective, I think it does add a lot more to the game it gives there like a lot of people don't pay attention to preseason so uh giving the fans one less game and one more game in the regular season to fight for playoff spots at the end of the year is another thing that the fans will like and i do like um i also really like the um addition of one more team in the playoff and only one team which is the one seed in each con- uh, in each conference will get the bye obviously which is i think what it should be um, if if you get the one seed, you should be the team uh, to get the buy. I mean, if you connect it to college, the like college basketball and their conference tournaments, uh, the four the first four seeds get the buys, but or double buys. But I mean, in the NFL, I think the top team in each division should truly get the buy uh, because they deserve being the top team in in the conference. Honestly, and I I don't know if. If you've heard this, but I've I think I saw it, and I think um, I don't know who reported it, but um, they said that like 500 players or 500 people didn't not or did not vote on the on the new or as, on the they did not vote at all. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if you saw that, but I think yes. I saw some. Yeah, I saw something like that, but I don't know how much that would have affected the voting. But um, I'll let Lucas uh, give his take on. I'm fine everything except for the 17th game from a fan's perspective because everyone's looking at this like this is more football but I mean let's be real even with 16 games towards week 13 everyone wants the playoffs to come like I don't need another regular season game I really don't care like that's honestly my take here like like for I, I'm glad they're getting rid of more preseason games. I'm fine with them adding a playoff team on each conference. I'm definitely fine with the uh, drugs or the drug, uh, <laughs> suspension policy. I'm fine, I'm fine with the drugs. You know what Josh, I mean? Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon is a is a pretty mad at that right now. You know, I'm, I'm cool with all that. It's just like I think everyone's gonna be ready for playoff football a lot earlier. And, it's going to just drag on a little long because sometimes it, sometimes 
the last playoff team doesn't even come down to the end. So we may see just more meaningless football. Who knows? That is true. On yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah, at the end of the day, um, they got to had a. They're. I mean, it's going to be hard for them to take it down from such a big number like sixteen to even like cutting it in half, like at an eight-game season. Um, but I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I. I think sixteen is fine. I'm just saying, I don't think we need more. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree from a fan perspective as well that an extra game is kind of, I guess, Especially unnecessary. Especially if you're giving a playoff team, then like. I only I only said I liked right. it because if there were conver- like different divisions that were still fighting for a playoff spot or like two teams are fighting for a playoff spot, adding another game uh, would be pretty cool to see as a fan perspective. But like I can also see on your side where if if there is no playoff push for a team or like if there's no competition at the end of the year, it's just adding another game and it could increase uh, for injuries at that point. Yep. So if there's nothing else about the uh, the CBA that you guys want to talk about, we can move on to free agency, which has officially opened as of today. And since these last couple of days have passed, so many names have gone off the board, um, especially at the uh, quarterback position, receiver position, tight end position. We've got a lot of names coming through there. So I'll start with the uh, quarterback position, obviously the biggest name in the league being Tom Brady, his decision to leave the Patriots. And by the end of yesterday, Adam Schefter had reported that his team will most likely be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, moving him from the AFC to the NFC. Let's start with that. What do you guys think about that? All I got to say is Aaron Rodgers versus uh, Tom Brady in Tampa. (laughs) Absolutely. That's That's the championship game. <laughs> That's going to be a game to watch. I think, especially because the Super Bowl this year is in Tampa Bay. Yeah, no, they there is a regular season. I think the Packers play in Tampa this year. So, yeah, yeah, they do. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, that could be yeah, that could be the championship. Yeah, 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 that would be fun. We were supposed to in uh, 2014. Obviously, we don't talk about that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would be a fun game. Um, that that is another big question. Is as far as his fit with the team, though, is I mean, he obviously has weapons now. You have Mike Evans, you have Chris Godwin, you have O.J. Howard. You have weapons, so he has no excuse to not produce there. Yeah, that was my next question, is how do you think that the Buccaneers are going to fare this year? I mean, was the quarterback the position that they needed? Obviously, I mean, you got a guy like Jameis Winston who – Aside from the fact that he led the league in passing yards, still Jameis Winston is literally um, this yeah, past Steve season. Smith called him the defensive player. Jameis Winston today. is the unanimous goat, in my opinion. You guys can move on. What do you guys think? My question is, what do you guys think the Patriots are going to do at court? Dude, they, I, I've heard that they – I've seen a couple of people say that, like, maybe they'll bring in, like, Jacoby Brissett, especially after – That was my that was my take, and we're going to get into the Colts in a bit. But Especially with like, Philip Rivers going to the Colts, yeah. So, I know, I, know Cam, I know Cam Newton's up there. I know um, Andy Dolan's out there. I know um, 
there's another name. I can't think of it, but those names are. I mean, Cam could honestly Cam definitely honestly Cam Newton could be out there too because I think Teddy Bridgewater uh, went to the Panthers today or yesterday. Cam, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. We're gonna get out to all that, Jacob. Just relax. <laughs> let's 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 start with the Colts. Let's start with the Colts. We're gonna move on to Philip Rivers. Um, his choice after 17 years to leave the Chargers and now is going to Indianapolis to play with the Colts. What do you guys think about that move for Phillip Rivers? Is that the right move? How will he fit with the Colts? What is the Colts' playoff chances looking like? What do you guys take on that? Lucas, you got this. I don't know. Phillip Rivers was just kind of okay last year. It's not, not kind of bad. But, I mean, maybe a change of scenery is needed. It's just that he did have some really good receivers and he still couldn't really make that work. So, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of indifferent at this point. Uh, Philip Rivers doing anything. I, Obviously, they had Jacoby Brissett last year, and we just talked about him possibly going to the Patriots. So he'll probably be traded regardless. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't see much of a change for the Colts. Yeah, you. Uh, I was going to say exactly that. Like, Philip Rivers, he did have – uh, pretty good receivers in in L.A. And um, he had Melvin Gordon as his uh, running back as well. And, I mean, he moves into Indy with T.Y. Hilton at the receiver position, so I don't know if that changed anything. But like like you said, and like I was going to say, he, he had good receivers in L.A. and really didn't do anything. And then I don't know what he – I honestly don't know what he's going to do in Indianapolis. It's a one-year deal. So I mean, he might retire at the end of the year. You never know. They might keep. They might keep Jacoby Brissett maybe, and then once he retires, Kobe will take over for the Colts again. You never know. I honestly don't know what's going to happen with the Colts. I honestly, I I could see them as like a borderline playoff team, but I mean, with the with the another playoffs. Uh, yeah, anything can happen. Anything can happen that last five. So yeah. Yeah, definitely be on be on a one year deal. Um, it's kind of just tossing it up in the air in terms of what the uh, Colts have in mind with Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett. All right, our next quarterback in this so called carousel, Ryan Tannehill. The Titans chose to keep him instead of pursuing a guy like Tom Brady. They think that Tannehill is their guy. They kept Tannehill so that they could franchise tag. Derrick Henry is keeping Tannehill the best option yes. for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, probably, but they still overpaid by a lot. But it's probably uh, it's deserved. It's know, deserved. The quarterbacks they could have got. I mean, he played <laughs> well, but got, I mean, he got like almost thirty million. It's like, well deserved for what he did. For what he did in, in in the playoffs and led the Tennessee Titans into the playoffs last year. It's deserved. It's deserved. I'm I'm happy. Was the comeback? I'm happy for Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> he he is going to lead Music City to a Super Bowl in the AFC. I guarantee it. Listen yes, to Jacob. listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> what if Easy what if day, um, what if New England gets your Goat Boy and James Winston? I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know. It'll be it'll be an <laughs> AFC <laughs> Championship game of the Patriots and the Eagles. I'll see. Well, we'll have to see that matchup. Oh my god. That'll be that'll be a topic for a different <laughs> time. <laughs> All right, moving moving down the list here on some uh 
some other kind of minor quarterback trades here or pickups. The Oakland Raiders choosing to pick up Marcus Mariota despite still having Derek Carr in their system. What is that saying about the future for the Vegas Raiders? It means uh, I have no clue because <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. One day they say they love Derek Carr. The next day they're signing the quarterbacks. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, it's definitely a, a toss-up in my mind, too. I mean, Marcus Mariota does does still have that potential. I mean, obviously, a, a former Heisman Trophy winner. Um, and the quarterback position has kind of been in the air, I guess, in terms of the Raiders. Uh, yeah, they're gonna be Derek Carr kind of had a hot start. And, you know what? Yeah, Derek Carr's hot yeah, start. Uh, and he's kind of you know what this means for the Raiders? It means oh Super Bowl caliber team. Just kidding. Why is no, Jacob on no, this it, podcast? It, is every team a Super no, Bowl caliber no, team? No, but Jacob? like they have, they 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 surprised us last year, obviously. And I mean, Josh Jacobs is a, an outstanding running back, and I honestly really liked Marcus Mariota early in his career. I had him on my fantasy team, and he was a he was a goat on my fantasy team. Yeah, he, he, you lost he put every up game. like thirty points for me every game. <laughs> so uh, honestly, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback there. But everyone, everyone, take your takes to at World of College One. Please bring them, bring them to me. Bring them to me. I will respond. I will respond to you. I will respond to you. I will make an argument. <laughs> There's a reason his name All is right. at World of NFL. <laughs> moving down the list here we've got teddy bridgewater um not resigning with the saints instead choosing to be potentially the next starting quarterback and franchise quarterback of the carolina panthers what do you guys think about that is teddy bridgewater the quarterback that the panthers need uh, i mean he's cool and <laughs> i don't know he did well in he did well in uh new orleans last year uh, obviously he had yeah. that terrible injury when he was with minnesota um i don't see he, he's not amazing i'll say that i mean he's a good starting quarterback he's when he's a backup he's the best backup in the league so uh, he probably deserved it in the in the fine words oh wait do you think he'll go ahead Oh my god! No, you I, <laughs> In the fine words of, in the fine words of Booger McFarland on Sports Center yesterday, uh, the Carolina Panthers' offense is looking for precision, precision, and uh, Teddy Bridgewater is a precise quarterback, so he is a good fit for Carolina. That is what Booger McFarland said on ESPN yesterday, and uh, I just quoted that, and that is my take on this whole thing. I think he'll fit pretty good. Um, I'm like the Bill Walton. I'm like the Bill Walton of. Of this podcast, honestly, I really like it. Slow down, bud. Oh my gosh, I. This is why we're on a two. Do you we think two week break? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> continue, carrot. Do we think that Teddy Bridgewater is going to enter next season as the starter for the Panthers? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to be getting rid of. Glad we all agree. I mean, they paid him like what, like. <laughs> Twenty-one million a year. That paying that to a backup. <laughs> I mean. Speaking of Cam Newton, now 
I guess not technically a free agent, but he's on the market. Um, the Panthers came out and said that they had agreed to trade him. Cam Newton said that he felt that he was forced out. Regardless, he's out there, and there are teams that need him. The Patriots could need a quarterback. The Chargers need a quarterback. The Redskins technically need a quarterback now that Keenum's out. Bears might, too. But they still do have Dwayne Haskins. The Bears could use him. What is the best fit for Cam Newton? Uh, um, uh, I think he might he might go to the Patriots. I think the Chargers might be there. Uh, those those would be my two options right now for Cam Newton. Honestly, uh, obviously the Patriots the Patriots are just gonna throw anything out for any quarterback. They're not gonna be starting Jared Stidham or whoever their starter mm-hmm. is right now on Week One. So they might try to throw anything they can throw out there to get Cam Newton or Jameis Winston right now. Um, I uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like if I were if I were Cam Newton, I'd look at I'd look at the Chargers and see that, you know, I've already got weapons out there. You know, they've got um, Keenan Allen, who's still going to be with the team next year. Melvin Gordon could still potentially resign, um, unless somebody else picks him up between now and then. Um, but they're they the team is there for him in in Los Angeles with the Chargers, so. I think that, that that might be one of the better fits for him at the uh, in the long run. Yeah, the thing with the Chargers is I, th- I think they are – I mean, they're definitely looking for a quarterback, but if they don't get one, I think they'd be fine with rolling Tyrod Taylor out there. Um, Jacob, I what are your thoughts? I honestly don't know where, where he could land. <laughs> I don't know. Or who would sign him or who would pay him. So I have no comment on this one. That's fair. That's fair. All right, I got one more quarterback here, and this one's kind of a, a little bit of a stir the pot type deal. But it's Case Keenum going to Cleveland. Now Cleveland's already seems to have their weapons set down with Baker Mayfield at the helm. But how much does Case Keenum stir this pot in Cleveland? Will he emerge as a starter at the end of the uh, um, preseason? If Baker Mayfield year? plays like he did last year. I don't even think Ben. I think they're just going to try to keep rolling Baker out there. I don't really think they care at this point. Uh, yeah, but I look mean, at but look at they, they might look try at, look at what case. case Keenum did uh, with Minnesota. I mean, yeah, but I I don't know. I just don't see them rolling Case out there over Baker. If it gets really bad, like if if Baker's like <laughs> if Baker's like just like straight up awful, like. Last year he was bad, but Same if he becomes like just throwing like, like the goat, yeah, if, not even. No, not even that. Like if he just throws picks, like two picks a game, like yeah, they'll throw a case out there. All right, now moving on to one of the biggest free agency trades that there was this weekend, and that was the Texans and Cardinals. The Texans sent DeAndre Hopkins and picks to Arizona in a trade for running back David Johnson. Now, I'm going to ask who you guys think the winner was in this Don't trade, and I'm pretty sure we can all agree, but <laughs> I'm assuming you guys are all going to say the Arizona Cardinals. This was the worst trade of all time in the NFL, probably. The Texans took on an aging running back who had, who had one really elite season in 2016, 
and hasn't really done anything since he's been injured every year. He's on probably one of the worst contracts in the NFL. And then they traded like a second round pick with that for, and they got back DeAndre Hopkins, possibly in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the NFL. <laughs> like when you, yeah. when you're supposed to, when you're trading a bad contract, or when you're trading for a bad contract, the point of that is to get compensation back. You're supposed to be getting first-round picks, second-round picks when you get a terrible contract like that. Not only did they not get compensation for that, they sent out their probably their best player because J.J. Watt's unhealthy every year. So probably their best player that actually plays. And, best and player, yeah, yeah, for sure their best offense player. And another draft pick. Like... <laughs> What is like? What is Deshaun Watson thinking right now? What is what is Bill O'Brien doing? What is in his head? I, he's probably <laughs> the worst GM in football after that trade. He they need to fire him ASAP. But wait, 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 wait! If Bill O'Brien is listening to this podcast <laughs> somehow, send JJ Watt to Green Bay. <laughs> I, I guarantee you'll send you a fifth round pick back. And that's all. I, that, that's all I'm gonna say, Jacob. <laughs> Jacob, you're on all right, the right. Yes. Yeah. Th- th- this trade was probably <laughs> the most stupid trade I've ever seen in my life. Uh, honestly, probably more stupid than me. Um. Uh, I, uh, I, I think. I think. But uh. But my here's my take on the Arizona Cardinals. Here is my take on the Arizona Continue. Cardinals. They get DeAndre Hopkins. He don't have him. No, no. 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 There'll be a playoff team. There'll be a playoff team. They, they have DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins, best receiver in the league. They have a second year Kyler Murray. He's gonna he's gonna jump the hurdle and he is gonna have an outstanding year. And in the NFL draft this year, they are gonna they're gonna draft for, uh, former teammate of Kyler Murray, and that is wide receiver C D Lamb. So uh both sides there, he's gonna have DeAndre Hopkins and C D Lamb, and he's gonna have Larry Fitzgerald, obviously. Uh but uh they're gonna be a they're gonna be a playoff team. That's my prediction. See, I'm ready for it. I'm I'm ready to go to some Cardinals game next year. See, that take wasn't yeah. even bad. That, that take that take was good. Yeah, it's yeah, it's but it's you. So, dude, my takes are amazing. Be, it's definitely going to be interesting watching the Cardinals this season. Uh, moving down the list, another big name wide receiver moving on from Minnesota, Stephon Diggs, choosing to join Josh Allen in Buffalo this year. Um, there definitely seemed to be some turmoil in Minnesota between Stefan Diggs and the Vikings organization. Um, seemed like they handled it fairly well in terms of keeping him around for the year and still letting him play. Give me a second, you guys. Um, but now he's chosen to move on. Is, and how do you think the Bills are going to be with a prime receiver um, like Stephon I honestly, I honestly do like the move. Obviously, Stefan Diggs wasn't ha- – I don't know. I don't know the whole situation – and I don't know what his emotions were and what he as an organization was, but I don't think he was happy at some point last year. And like you said, they did a good job of keeping him in there the rest of the year and letting him play and do his thing. And then obviously getting rid of him um, in free agency. I do like the Bills wide receiver core. Um, I know, I know in one of our partnerships, the blue collar media, one of the guys is a Bills fan. He was talking about how uh, with Josh Allen and that receiving core, it's going to be a really fun team to watch. Um, so I honestly like the move by the Bills. What do you think, Eric? 
I think it's a perfect move for the Bills. I mean, obviously the Bills were a playoff team last year um, with Cole Beasley probably being one of their better wide receivers on that end. But adding a speedy wide receiver, a powerful wide receiver like Stefan Diggs definitely gives Josh Allen um, another exceptionally great weapon um, and bolsters their offense tremendously, um, as well as some of the other offensive linemen that I know they've gotten. Um, during this period, but Stefan Diggs definitely is going to help the Bills in terms of their uh, playoff run this season. What is your take on this, Luke? Oh, sorry. We'll, we'll just skip him. I think he's doing something right now. So, well, we'll, we'll move along. <laughs> he's a little. <laughs> Luke's a little busy right now, so we're going to move on. Um, there was a slew of tight ends moving around the uh, league this year. And I'm just going to run down this list and then I'll have some questions for you guys afterwards. So Hayden Hurst, first tight end to move, went to the Atlanta Falcons. Austin Hooper, who left the Falcons, was picked up by the Cleveland Browns. Jimmy Graham um, from the Packers this year. (laughs) From the Packers this year, moves on to the division rival Chicago Bears. Jason Witten leaves the Cowboys after his long tenure with them to go to the Las Vegas Raiders. And Blake Jarwin hangs around with the Cowboys this year. Now, of all of those tight ends moving around, which one do you think will have the biggest impact? Uh, I think the new Austin team? Hooper will have the biggest impact on the Cleveland Browns. But if you want my realist answer, I think Jason Witten going to the Las Vegas Raiders uh, was a great move. No, just kidding. I think he uh, needs to go back in the booth and uh, be a reporter. I think I don't know why he went back to the Cowboys last year. I honestly don't. Uh, he should have just stayed up in the booth and called some football games. But I, in in all seriousness, uh, Austin Hooper, obviously he was pretty good with Matt Ryan. Also, he was on my fantasy team, and he uh, was pretty good for me too. So I think I think with Baker Mayfield, I, I think that it'll be a uh, yeah, or case Keenum. I think that it'll be he'll be not only a red zone threat, but just a threat overall. Uh, with obviously Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. Um, yeah, he definitely definitely being one of the younger tight ends in the league. He's he's definitely made his name known um, during his stint with the uh, Atlanta Falcons, and this definitely gives another weapon to the Cleveland Browns and having uh, Kevin Stefanski at the helm, who was known in Minnesota for his uh, two tight end sets. Um, I feel like he fits in well alongside uh, David and Joku. I would Luke, go with Austin Hooper is the biggest tight end signing, but I'm still, I mean, I know you, I told you guys already, I'm, when it was discussed about the Packers possibly signing him, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, I mean, he's a really good pass catcher, but, He's just super slow, and him being the highest paid tight end in the league, I it, I wouldn't sign him if I was a GM for that price. He's he's just way too risky, in my opinion. But it gives Cleveland another weapon to go along uh, alongside Odell and Jarvis Landry. But I I'm just not a fan of Austin Hooper. Yeah, not I'm just not a price. fan of Austin Hooper for that price. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Once again, moving down the list here, a few linebackers. Um, the Packers are 
flipping some of their linebackers. Blake Martinez, who was one of the tackling leaders last season. Um, him and teammate Kyler Fackrell both choose to go to the Giants. And in return this offseason, the Packers choose to pick up former Browns linebacker Christian Kirksey. Now, the Packers did lose out on getting Corey Littleton to the Vegas Raiders, but would you say that the linebacking core is one of the biggest needs for the Packers moving forward in this free agency uh, session? Yeah, um, they, they somewhat filled it. I wasn't as excited as a lot of people because um, Christian Kirksey does have a lot of injury problems. I think he's only played eight games in the last two years combined. Uh, he is a great leader, and when he plays, he can be a pretty solid player. I'm I'm still not too excited about it, but I see upside. Um, I mean, I like it. I mean, obviously, as a Packer fan, I like the move. But like Luke said, he has injuries. And uh, we'll just see how he plays. I mean, honestly, that's what it comes down to. You have to see during preseason. You have to see during the season what he yeah, does. definitely. The... How he fits. I, I don't know. They have to find, obviously, get another tight end, I think. I believe they have to get a tight end filled. So, with Jimmy Graham leaving. But uh, other than that, they might go for a receiver, like maybe another receiver with Devontae Adams. I think they'll need. Uh, but other than that, I honestly don't know if there's any other position. I know yeah, they are definitely some of the. Uh, I don't the, think I've that necessities for the Packers. I don't know who, but I forgot his name. But he got. His name is Rick Wagner. Yeah. Yeah, they got a new tackle. Yep. Wisconsin. All right, Kerry, who's next? <laughs> <laughs> Another one that happened kind of earlier in free agency was the decision by the Jaguars to give Calais Campbell, um, recent uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year winner, to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, now, Calais Campbell being one of the premier pass rushers um, and run stoppers, in this league bolsters the Ravens defense tremendously. Um, what was your guys' take on the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars choosing to give him up? I know my guy, Joe mad. <laughs> my guy, Joe is mad. He, the uh, the um, Jaguars have just been giving up <laughs> all their top defensive players for the past year, um, starting with Jalen Ramsey and, Yep, they're just on a down downward spiral. They were super close to getting to the Super Bowl two years ago, and now they're just cooked. Yeah, they turned yeah, I mean, they turned into one of the best teams in the league uh, to so one of the worst teams in the league in a span of like two years. So nothing really going for the Jaguars. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like in terms of the Ravens, it definitely helps Stack them. Defense, it helps yeah. their already stacked defense um, Yeah, heading into this next season. And they're definitely going to be a, a playoff contender once again. There's no doubt about that. All right. If there's nobody Did else you that you guys have in um, mind, that's Buckner? pretty much been this free agency. That is true. DeForest Buckner did make his move to the uh, Indianapolis Colts um, to play on the opposite side of obviously Philip Rivers, who was the biggest name. Um, but still the Colts get another huge pass rusher 
for them on the interior of that defensive line. What do you guys think about this that? Is, uh, this is the more important move for the Colts than getting Phillip Rivers. If anything's going to make a difference on the Colts, it's going to be this one. <laughs> um, they, 49ers did get a decent haul. They did get the first-round pick from the Colts, I believe 13th overall, which is huge for a team that just made the Super Bowl. Um, but they did lose the, one of their top defensive players at the same time. So, seeing this is more, this is very interesting for San Francisco. Um, this does come down to, I mean, when you have a stacked team, you you have to pay them all to keep them around, and that's and DeForest Buckner was the victim of that, where he had to go because they wouldn't have any money for him when his contract came up. So, that's what this came down to. Yeah, it kind of seemed like the. Uh... The yeah, 49ers had to choose between uh, their interior defensive lineman in terms of which one they wanted to keep because they did end up signing the um, their other defensive lineman whose name escapes me. Um, but this move was almost – it definitely almost seemed like it was forced upon the uh, the Niners here. Um, Jake, what do you think obviously, it's a big loss for the 49ers, but for the Colts, like you said, honestly, I mean, it's just a one-year deal for Phillip Rivers, so it wasn't – and I think he's going to retire after that. So it really wasn't uh, a go-to move for the Colts, but I think this one, like Luke said, was bigger than Philip Rivers. Um, I don't know. Just I, I agree with what you guys said about it. He's just going to add a uh, pass rusher for Indianapolis on the defensive end. So definitely. All right. Are there any other names that I'm missing? So. Yeah, I don't think so. All right. And that's the end of my session. I'll turn it back over to yes, yes, podcast yes. leader. All right. So um, we obviously, with the sports being shut down uh, due to the coronavirus pandemic, there is no daily segment session uh, for this episode. But I do want to take a couple minutes to talk about our new partnership with the blue collar media shout out to them. They recruited us in and uh, they'll be, we'll be on their radio network. And if in lieu of the daily pick segment, if you guys do not follow me on Twitter already at world college one, you guys can follow along with the blue collar media 2k league. Um, I'm struggling so far, honestly, I'm three and five in the year, but I made a couple, couple big trades for my bench and uh, I am, I am on the stride back up towards the top of the conference with the monkey bucks. So you guys can follow along with that and follow um, not only our social media, but the blue collar media group, uh, social media as well. Big shout out to them. And we like to thank them for bringing us in and getting our podcast and content out there. So, um, if you guys have nothing else, uh, that just about wraps up the show for today on this Wednesday. Uh, we do have a new schedule for the summer months, and then we are going to be changing back into the fall. Or it might be, it might be we have a spring spring schedule, and then we have a spring schedule. We got a summer schedule coming up, and then we'll have a fall one. So we will, we we have that all on our social media, and we will have our social media linked in the description below on YouTube, and you guys obviously can listen all of our shows that we have going on on YouTube and the Anchor app plus many more um, so if you we have nothing else to say uh, we will see you guys here next week on 
Sports Hub Podcast.